Monday, December 4th, and the win of the year, posted by the 49ers Sunday evening in Philadelphia. Wow. I mean, that was that was thorough. That was a thorough stripping of dignity from the city of Philadelphia, much less just winning a football game. I mean, there are a lot of people in Philadelphia today doing a whole bunch more crying than I heard out of any NFC title game loss where the Niners just brought up the fact, Jesus, it sucks to lose a starting quarterback. Yeah, it does. It sucks even worse to be at full strength and basically get eviscerated at home. 42 points in three quarters is what the Niners did because they didn't do anything in that first quarter. And it got so hairy that the Eagles had to call in security to try to get back into this game. And for a minute, it might have worked, but oh, Dom, his best intentions did not turn into a victory for the Eagles. You know, this is a story that is gaining steam. And why wouldn't it? Because it's absurd. I've never, you've never, we have never seen anyone who is not a member of a team get another member of a team ejected from a football game. But that's what Dom, the security guard, did in Philadelphia. There are some people saying, like Joe Schmo, saying Dom needs his own 30 for 30. Dom, he never needs to pick up a a bar tab again, according to Marco Polo, minted. Uh, This is uh, Marco again saying he's a Philly legend. Oh, is he? Is he? Because every single time Dom has gotten involved in an Eagles game, they've lost in embarrassing fashion on national television. Look, Dom, I'm sure, is a great guy. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But he was nowhere where he needed to be last night. And the fact that his feet are on the sideline is a joke. The fact that he is running security with his eyes pointed towards the football field as if any 49er member of the team or coaching staff was about to run across the field and attack Sirianni. This guy actually thinks that he's protecting the president of the United States. He thinks that he's a body man that has to be in the hip pocket of the person that he's protecting. Like Dom takes his job a little bit too seriously. As I said with Larry Kruger on an outstanding 49ers wake up, Like, the city of Philadelphia got the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable, made, and Dom thinks he's Bruce Willis. He he thinks he's a superhero. He should be suspended from ever being on a sideline again with the Eagles. Again, you don't need security around a football team. The football team is security enough. What you need is eyeballs on the stands, not eyeballs on the field. What the hell does Dom think his role is on this team? Like, are you kidding me? What's also funny is I've made fun of Dom. Again, a lot of uh, uh, Italian paisan jokes thrown in there. And we're there's a collection of Eagles fans going like, oh, how dare you? How dare you make fun of his Italian Italian heritage? Dude, don't ever watch The Godfather again, you pussy. I'm sorry. Your Uncle Vinny wants to slap you for saying, oh, don't make fun of him being Italian. Stop it. Dom wears that Italian, not literally on his sleeve, literally on his hat. So we make fun of the Paisan with all due respect. Dom tried to handle all family business. And for a minute, maybe the Eagles would get back into that game. But then Debo Samuel took the ball into the end zone on one of the biggest, we're going to answer that touchdown with a touchdown that's making you know you ain't getting back into this game touchdowns of the season. Debo, what a game. Three touchdowns, 
just did everything that the 49ers needed him to do. He did it with violence, and he was fantastic, as was Brock Purdy, as was a defense that bent but did not break, especially early on. Look, had the Eagles gone up 14 to nothing, 10 to nothing, it feels like a much different game. But as I said, as the Niners are down 6 nothing. After running six plays for minus two yards, they're looking up at that scoreboard and they're thinking, we're only down six nothing. We just played the worst first quarter of any quarter Kyle Shanahan has ever coached with the San Francisco 49ers. It's the worst quarter ever, much less quarter of a big game. And it didn't affect them at all. They just stuck with what they came to do and they did it. That was a monster win for Kyle Shanahan, for Brock Purdy, for Christian McCaffrey, for Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Trent Williams, all involved, Aaron Banks. Like, that was big boy football. In a big boy football situation, I've seen some Niners fans saying, you know, oh, Eagles were a joke. Eagles have been overrated all year. No, 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 no. There's no jokes at 10-1. and one. At 10-1, and one, you're a good football team, and that's what makes what the Niners did so impactful because they did it against a really good football team. Not an illusion, not a fraud, not a team that was pretending to be good, but an actually really good team. That's what the Eagles are. Even with that loss, that's a good football team. The Niners were just that much better on the day that they played. Now, will they be that much better? Should they play again later this year? Anyone who wants to tell you that they definitively know the answer to that is a massive douchebag who doesn't understand how sports works. There is no past is prologue in the NFL. On any day, you could be the better team on the field than the other team. I don't care what their resume is, who's coaching them, what their quarterback does or doesn't do. This league is built to take the Hey, they're still pretty good Kansas City Chiefs into Lambeau Field and watch the Packers win. Like, that's what this league does. Very interesting times for 49ers fans, though. And man, we told you what the ripple effect would be. And sure enough, the ripple effect is rippling. Now the 49ers are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, not only in Las Vegas, but every single talk show host in the country is trying to pretend that they were on to the Niners a little bit earlier than anyone else, when the truth is they just all arrived at the party second half of Sunday night's game. And Brock Purdy, what do you know, is right now favored to be the MVP of the NFL just like I told you could happen if he comes out of this game playing very well. How you would make an argument that the entire, if the premise of your argument is during this segment, I'm going to explain to you what Brock Purdy is not. You got no segment left. You got no show left. Brock Purdy is putting up the kind of numbers that are impossible to dismiss or ignore or say that there is a level of fabrication going on here or it's just a he's a a, a, a a victim in this case a good victim of circumstance you put him anywhere else he wouldn't be doing this look you put Patrick Mahomes anywhere else he wouldn't be doing that as a matter of fact you didn't even have to put Patrick Mahomes on another team just change the team around him a little bit and oh what do you know it takes a football team doesn't it Brock's on a really good team. Full stop. End of story. It ain't his fault. It's just where he is. And he's in a great situation. And what he's done in that situation is produce numbers that have never been seen in football history. 
Brock Purdy has five career games with a passer rating of 140 or higher in his first two seasons. That's the most by any NFL quarterback in their first two seasons in the history of the National Football League. Again, every single great quarterback has not had a collection of games over their first two years the way that Brock Purdy has had a collection of games over his first two years. You want to tell me that that doesn't matter? Fine. But you can't argue with the fact, the fact that is Brock Purdy's start of his career dwarfs the start of any Hall of Fame career that we've ever seen. Not an opinion. It's a statistical fact. If you're the kind of person who's going to get excited about 140 or higher passer ratings, Brock is off to the best start ever. Beyond that, he's now registered four games this year with three or more touchdown passes and that passer rating of 140, which ties Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers for the most such games by a quarterback in a single season in NFL history. So you got two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time doing something within a single season that the only other guy who's ever played quarterback has ever done it is also Brock Purdy. Again, what isn't he? What is he not? Because what he is is an incredible winner, an efficient player, and he produces stats that make you go, wow. He produces on-field results that make you go, wow. And six consecutive touchdowns don't lie. You know how hard it is to score six consecutive touchdowns anywhere but in a game of Madden? You don't see six consecutive touchdowns in blowout Big 12 games. Six consecutive touchdowns in Philadelphia against a team that's got a pretty good defense is an absurd level of production that no one could have seen coming. Not even Kyle in his wildest dreams could have hoped that this game would have played out the way that it did, especially with the way that it started. I mean, but for settling for field goals, the Niners were in an awful lot of trouble early, and then they took that awful lot of trouble and flipped it on its head and never really looked back. The touchdown to Ayuk, great play in the back of the end zone. The three Debo touchdowns, one more impressive than the other almost. That first touchdown was the ultimate answer touchdown. The rushing touchdown was just razzle-dazzle and eye candy, and that's Debo running with a football, and you got to look out. The third touchdown was essentially an untouched tunnel screen that went diagonally across the field, and the Eagles just didn't even know what hit them, and they were looking for Debo at that point in the game and still couldn't see him. Little John Cena action. Can't see me. God, Debo was great. Christian McCaffrey is almost taken for granted with his level of production. Like, of course he scored a touchdown. Of course he went for over 100 yards rushing and catching. That's what he always does. It's like Steph Curry hitting five threes in a game. Hitting five threes in an NBA game when Steph Curry does it is dismissed as a routine event. It is not routine to hit five threes in an NBA game, but Steph has made it look such. So you're used to it. Christian McCaffrey, this production, you're kind of used to it. 17 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. 
along with three catches and 40 yards through the air. He's got 17 touchdowns, which ties Jerry Rice for the second most by a 49ers player in a single season. He is the first running back of any ilk in a 49ers uniform to go over a thousand yards since Frank Gore did it back in 2014. And McCaffrey's got five more games in front of him. He's over a thousand yards with one game played in the month of December. There's still a lot of football left. Brandon Ayuk has scored a touchdown in four straight games for the first time in his career. Javon Kinlaw is getting involved in sack dances and twice in one game for the first time in his career. This team kept lane discipline against Jalen Hurts, which means Jalen did have probably more time in that pocket than anyone thought he would have. Those are secondary. Those are coverage sacks. Those are impressive, impressive downs being played by this secondary. And Jalen never really had the escape hatch to which ruined series after series for the 49ers. He never had a place to really go with his legs or with the ball, even though he had all that time. Lane Johnson, that offensive line, gets an awful lot of benefit of the doubt when it comes to holding and grabbing, but whatever. I also thought the game was pretty much officiated right down the middle of the lane. Like it wasn't, neither team was favored. There were a few moments where the Niners were getting screwed. There might have been a couple of PIs out there that weren't called on the Niners either. So that's them not getting screwed, which means when it all comes out in the wash, the worst decision of the afternoon from any official came from New York when they said, yeah, we got to eject Dre Greenlaw, even though Dom pushed him first. Just insane. I can't believe he got ejected for that. You want to throw a flag on that borderline play on the edge of the uh, sideline? Sure, okay, it's Dre Greenlaw. He's made his bed. He needs to lay on it. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't have a problem there. But come on. I mean, come on. You're going to... What team in the country wouldn't change, trade you their head of security for a starting linebacker? It was absurd that the NFL let that decision run the way that it did. Michelle Haberman poking in early this morning. What a monster win. Pumped for the last five weeks of the regular season. Hoping this team can build on that performance. Who's got it better? Nobody. Even though that's Jim Harbaugh. Still works around here. But man. T from the 203, he called an Eagles loss. He showed up on Friday wearing an Eagles jersey. Might have to burn that one out there now, T from the 203. Here's the thing. At least you said it with your chest. Nothing wrong with being wrong in sports. None of this is guaranteed. But, man, what is wrong is trying to tell you that Brock isn't a good player or Kyle Shanahan wasn't a good coach or the 49ers aren't a well-run operation. Like, that's when it starts to border on absurd. People get sports predictions wrong all the time. R.I.P. Cougar Rebel saying, Big Dom showed more fight than the Eagles did. Kinda. He had more scrapple in him than anybody else on that field for the most part. I mean, here's the thing. The Eagles were out there hitting hard and playing well. What they couldn't do is run the ball. They became way one-dimensional, and Sirianni just got eaten alive by Kyle Shanahan the minute that first quarter ended. Maximum! 
Dom, 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 Chef A. Dom, 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 dom. Damon, I kind of want you to rip me like I'm a caller from Sports Phone. Eh, look, I didn't get dive into the callers that hard, but don't you ever, ever pollute my airwaves again with your nonsense. There, do you feel better now, T from the 203? Yeah, Philly legend? I don't know about that. Philly legend? Meek Mel, Will Smith, many others? Yeah, Dom's not quite a legend, but I mean, he's a great little... St- Here's the thing. Don, Dom had a legendary moment in front of him, but then the Eagles blew it for him. So had the Eagles won that game and Dom be the pivot point of the whole turnaround? Yeah, the, he, he, he gets carried back to his South Jersey home, I'm sure. But that's not the way it goes. And this is just nonsense. We got a guy in his zombie land. He should be charged with an assault. Please stop being a total pussy as you go about your life. At no point in time should anyone on a football field be charged with assault. Dom does not mean need to be charged with assault. Good God, grow a pair. But what he shouldn't do is be allowed a sideline pass. That's what he shouldn't do. He doesn't need to be fired, but he doesn't need to be on the field. He doesn't. Charged with an assault. Please don't go that soft on me. Again, Steven's on to something. If this is the way they're going to handle the Dom situation, every team should have a Dom to try to get an opposing player thrown out. Exactly. Exactly. That's why that can't happen. It would be like every single team in the NBA signing me to a 10-day contract because I know how to get Draymond Green ejected within 30 seconds flat. I could get Draymond Green ejected from any game that we ever played in together within 30 seconds. I know exactly where his buttons are and how to push all of them. R.I.P. saying, hey, man, guys should put on pads if he really wants to get involved. Debo waving at all those fans yesterday. E. Scott Burns. Oh, Debo, again. He had about as good of a flight home as he's ever going to have in his career, did he not? What a a flight home that must have been for the Niners. They got to be just thrilled, thrilled with the way that that played out. Hey, let me tell you, I'm thrilled with the way things are playing out here on YouTube. 49ers Ultimate Report saying, Damon taking over the radio business on YouTube. I'm going to tell you that the radio business drove an awful lot of business my way when I put out that uh, KNBR, uh, you know, just runs their business poorly video. A lot of people saw that who didn't know that I was here to begin with. And we picked up thousands of subscribers since we just crossed 10. We're now at 12,480 subscribers. I overnight passed a million views on this channel for the very first time. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this, telling your friends about it, hitting subscribe, hitting like. We had 16,000 people watch the post-game show last night, about 12,000 live, another 4,000 after the fact. Um, Every element of this channel is growing. 
and I thank all of you so very, very much. And I thank KNBR for being so bad at retaining an audience that they actually drove their audience to me. 95.7 The Game's audience followed me over here anyway, and it's all working. And I thank you very, very much. I thank my sponsors very, very much for continuing to provide what we need here to be successful. And my man, um, Ike, Ike is trying to get Shohei Otani signed by the San Francisco Giants. He's appearing on TMZ. He's willing to sacrifice the name of his restaurant to get a deal done. Farhan should be bringing in Ike as an assistant general manager. Apparently, Shohei is going to make a decision soon here. So hopefully he likes delicious sandwiches because Ike's has them. Find out for yourself. Download that Ike's Rewards app and uh, just, just start eating delicious and hopefully be eating from Shohei and Ike's loving sandwiches before it's all said and done. Again, I just wanted to be have a sandwich named after me. Ike's willing to give up the name of the restaurant to get the Shohei deal done. That's a man working hard for all of you, Giants fans. Want to thank Dr. Paul Hughes, the sponsor of the post-game show. Let me tell you, my knee no longer screams at me. It doesn't get angry when I get down on the floor to play with my kids or carry one of them up the stairs because I got bone-on-bone arthritis. He had cellular replacement therapy in my knee, and uh, it doesn't even hurt anymore. It's amazing what this guy did and does and could do for you. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com to set up a consultation with Dr. Paul to find out how he's got a treatment that'll help you avoid an orthopedic surgery. So check him out, please, indeed. And of course, if you want to get into that world of gambling, mybookie.ag, use promo code DAMON. When you sign up, promo code Damon to get 50% off a deposit match up to $1,000. Thanks again to all the sponsors, to all of you, everyone watching right now, new. Please go ahead and hit like, subscribe, notify. That's hitting the trifecta right there. Um, Werewolves of Sanger. Game of the year so far. More to come. More to come. I mean, they got the right opponent to keep them focused. It might be easy to just take a mental victory lap one too many after you beat the Eagles like that, like pluck the chicken of all of its feathers. When you got a beat down like that, you might read a headline or two. You might see that you're the Super Bowl favorite. You might see that Brock is now a favorite to be an MVP. But what I hope you also see is that the Seahawks are on the schedule next. And God bless Pete Carroll, that SOB, always gives the Niners more of a game than, than the Niners want. They really do. Seahawks are for real. When it comes to the Niners and Seahawks playing, that's the right team to have the Niners' attention right after a big win in Philadelphia. Schedule bounces their way. I'll tell you, the Eagles also have the right lick your wounds and get back to business opponent. They got to beat the Dallas Cowboys or all of a sudden home field going through Lincoln Financial isn't nearly as assured as it was just a week or two ago isn't nearly as assured as it is Dom eating a chicken parm grinder a little bit later today. You know that's going to go down, and it will be on the house. You see, Steve, real simple, any given Sunday, any given Sunday, any team in this league can beat anybody else. 
Sporticus. On behalf of my fellow Italians, we can take it. Eagles fans being offended by trash talk, making fun of them is delicious. That's irony at its finest, isn't it? Seriously, I'm telling you, I love Philadelphia fans, but they turn on their own faster than anyone else. So them turning on Niners fans is no surprise at all. They were booing that team off the field at halftime. They motherfucked their Phillies after losing a seventh game of a World Series big time. Or excuse me, the NLCS. They didn't make it to the World Series. It was the Diamondbacks. Eagles were exhausted and it showed no linebackers to speak of. Couldn't stop making those receivers their yak yards. Marco, you know what? If you're tired, take a nap. Look, the Eagles have been putting in a lot of work at that office. Maybe they are a little bit worn down at this point in the time. But you know what? It's not the Niners' problem. That's their problem. Ted, thank you very much, saying uh, hit that like button like you hit the cash out button. Thank you, Ted. Thank you very much. UC Steve. UC Steve. Fox Sports 1 ESPN Clowns now Colin Purdy the MVP. Last week he was just a system quarterback. Again, they never really believe anything other than the scripts they're handed. Here, say this. It's why real conversation in the community over here matters much more than that fabricated bullshit that you catch over there. Now, thank you for being a part of this. I truly, really do from the bottom of my heart. And I thank you for liking and subscribing. And I thank you for downloading that podcast. I really do. You guys ready to get into Club Plus here in just a little bit? And we'll hop deep into the chats and see what everyone's talking about. We've already been dabbling, dabbling. Just a couple of other things. First of all, uh, Shohei Otani, the watch is officially on. Now, is he going to come to the Giants? I wouldn't bet on it, but if he does, oh my God, will we be all over that story should it happen when it happens? But Shohei Otani is one of the greatest free agent prizes of all time. So we'll see who ends up with them. Apparently, we're going to get a decision this week. This week for the Golden State Warriors. Well, before we get into what's coming up, let's talk about a one-point loss at the Clippers on Saturday afternoon. That wasn't good. That just wasn't good. Let's be honest, man. This team, for a whole bunch of veteran know-how and winning DNA, it's not showing up in these one-possession, gotta-be-careful-with-the-basketball games. It's not. That's a problem. That's a problem for the Warriors. They were up big at half. A total second half collapse where they get outscored by 20. Paul George gave the Clippers their first lead of the entire game on a three with nine seconds left. I can't help but notice that the Warriors keep losing games where Trace Jackson Davis gets coached DNPs. And it's harder to even swallow that when you see Dario Saric clocking a team worst minus 10. Get Trace Jackson Davis on the fucking court, Steve. You were forced into putting Moses Moody on the court due to Andrew Wiggins closing his hand in a car door or whatever the hell he did. Look at how well Moses is flourishing. Look at how well Brandon Pajemski plays. Maybe that could happen with Trace Jackson Davis too, Steve. Come on. Moses Moody playing very, very well in the absence of Andrew Wiggins, getting starts and looking like an NBA starter. 
Warriors this week got Portland on Wednesday. Friday, they're at Oklahoma City. The Thunder just picked up back-to-back wins at Chase like three weeks ago. So nothing guaranteed there. There is no guarantee that the Warriors are going to win any game. No guarantee at all. Oh, little frog in the throat. This is what happens when you start talking at 8 a.m. and basically don't stop. Keep it going, baby. Keep it rolling. The sip of the day has long since passed. But it's still a good sip of coffee. Hi, Ro- Hi, Rothalos. Draymond Greenlaw and Dom DeSormo, or whatever his name is there, greatest crossover event ever. I mean, let's get those guys a podcast or at least a corner table. <laughs> Speaking of the podcast, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to 49ers Wake Up, also available on podcast. Thanks for listening to the postgame show. That started at the two-minute warning and just rolled for a couple hours yesterday. That's available in podcast form as well. It's going to be a hell of a week here for you on The Plus. And I thank you so much for being a part of it. It grows, baby. It grows. And sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.